Hey y'all, welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Happy Black History Month. A huge part of the Silver Spoon podcast's mission is to celebrate different stories from different perspectives in order to empower you with the lessons, trials, and triumphs that you hear. In honor of Black History Month, I want to share the story of Black Wall Street. In the early 1900s, many Americans were venturing out west to places like Texas and Oklahoma to take advantage of the oil boom. In 1906 in particular, a wealthy African-American man by the name of O.W. Gurley migrated from Arkansas to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Upon his arrival, he purchased 40 acres of land with the intention to sell that land to other African-Americans that settled in the area. During that time, Many African Americans were looking to escape the poverty and oppression of the Jim Crow South. There was a mass migration of families to the North and out West. The Great Migration, it was called, saw the resettlement of approximately 500,000 African Americans. In Tulsa in particular, the black population grew in the area from 2,000 to 9,000 in just 10 years. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but think about what transportation was during this time. I'm not even sure when the highway system was invented, but I feel like it was not around during this time. So imagine 7,000 people making their way from places like Virginia and Georgia all the way to Oklahoma. It's not as easy as we might be thinking. So that's insane. Also, I feel like the population was a lot different back then. Like, anyway, that's a different topic for a different time. Back to the story. Those who migrated from the South had escaped at least Jim Crow, but the racism and segregation was still very prevalent wherever they went. Due to this, the primarily black Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma, became self-sufficient, and with the dollars circulating multiple times amongst the black businesses, the community began to boom economically. The Greenwood District became known as an area for upper-class, progressive, high-achieving African-American families. The average income of these families in the area well exceeded that of minimum wage rates today. If you need an idea of just how wealthy this community was, during that time, the state of Oklahoma only had two airports, but there were six individual families that owned private planes. That's just how affluent the Greenwood District community was. Booker T. Washington dubbed the Greenwood District Negro Wall Street, which is where the name Black Wall Street came from. You remember O.W. Gurley, the one who came from Arkansas and bought the land? Well, 
He reinvested in his community by financing many of the businesses that serviced Tulsa's black population, and eventually he became the wealthiest man in Tulsa with a net worth of over $200,000, which is just over $7 million in today's dollars. Insane. As Black Wall Street continued to experience economic success, it quickly became the city with the most African Americans in the state of Oklahoma. Unfortunately, good things weren't allowed to last for long back in those days for our people. As I mentioned, the Black population had left the South, but they hadn't escaped the racism that was still deeply entrenched in the minds of their white neighbors. Before we get into the fate of Black Wall Street, I want to provide some context to the social landscape during this time. The summer of 1919 was dubbed Red Summer due to the racial tensions that erupted across the U.S. after the discharge of millions of military personnel at the conclusion of World War I. There was an increased competition for opportunities in the post-war United States, and this coupled with the Great Migration to places where there were smaller black populations, exposed the white fragility for all to see through the eruption of violence. Mobs, lynchings, these were all very common during this time. In Tulsa in May of 1921, it was reported that a black teenager by the name of Dick Rowland was being accused of the sexual assault of a white woman by the name of Sarah Page. Mobs on both sides went to the courthouse where Dick was being held, one side hellbent on lynching him and the other hellbent on protecting him. Violence erupted at the site and lit the spark that would ultimately destroy Black Wall Street. A mob of lower class white locals in the area wanted to take judicial matters into their own hands rather than let a likely very one-sided judicial process play out. The mob collectively punished the Greenwood District, letting their feelings of hurt pride and envy of the affluent black community mix with the need to protect a white woman's virtue and regain some sense of control. This act of terror destroyed over 35 city blocks, killed 300, injured 800, and left 9,000 homeless. No white mob participants were ever arrested, and neither the survivors nor their families ever received any financial compensation for the catastrophic damage that was done to Black Wall Street. The Greenwood District was rebuilt in the 1940s, but it never regained as much prominence as it once held. The creation of Black Wall Street is a story that Black entrepreneurs should look up to and feel deeply inspired by because it shows how we are capable of creating vast wealth in a system that is built to keep us down when we stick together. We can remember Black Wall Street today by having a greater sense of shared purpose like those who built and fought for it. If this is your first time hearing the story of Black Wall Street, I encourage you to share it with a friend. 
I'm sure there's someone in your life that can be inspired by the trials and the triumphs of these legends. If you're looking for more Black History Month personal finance content, I encourage you to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more spoonfuls. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,